Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Epp. It is March 3rd, 2021, and it's Wednesday night. You know what that means. AEW NXT review. It might not mean that for much longer, but by God, right now, it means we're reviewing uh, AEW and NXT. So here's the drill. We're going to talk about the news that has dropped this week and, and the speculation and all that. We're going to uh, talk about what has happened tonight and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this weekend's revolution pay-per-view thursday at noon i'll be joined by sam laterna to make official predictions for the show so make you make sure you guys tune in for that and of course we had the list in your boy news show today so if you want to hear about nxt changing nights and all kinds of stuff like that you can get a little more in depth on the list in your boy but alex palowski person who has covered this show since the start of the Wednesday Night Wars, when you hear Matt Men Wrestling Podcast, very reputable, by the way, somebody I've conferred with, Andrew Zarian has been on our shows before, dropping the news, oh, well, hey, maybe NXT's moving to Tuesdays, and it's looking like it. What'd you think? I think it's good for wrestling fans. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's really hard to, to watch two at a time at this point. Like, unless you're doing the two screens thing that I have to do every week. Um, which isn't great for my neck, but, um, <laughs> it's, I think it's really cool to be able to like say, Hey, Tuesdays, I, I get to watch NXT. Um, if they have a great card, I'll tune in live. If not, I'll catch it on the DVR or whatever. And, and Wednesdays you have AEW. You don't have to worry about, well, what am I, what am I watching on AEW while whatever is going on, on, on NXT? Because it feels like NXT is doing these this thing, at least right now, they're like, hey, let's have uh, championship matches on on our TV shows, yeah. like real ones. Um, not ones where like the champ runs away, but like real, real ones. Um, and that that's hopefully will get people looking at it. But AEW is over there as well. And you have to force to make a choice. And now you're not. And I think that Tuesdays and Wednesdays are going to quickly become the two best days of wrestling uh, of the week because. It's it's just uh, looking that way, Robert. So, 
from a I like watching both shows perspective. This is nice. It's very yeah. nice. From a I have to cover this perspective. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. Like hard hard for us to remove ourselves from that too, right? Because right. Why do we have to watch something every night of the week? Is my main issue and here. As I brought up before we went on the air, you know the drill. We've been here before. Impact Wrestling, I would say 50-50 chance they just move to Thursdays when this happens. Why wouldn't they? I would say that they should because they will get buried in the ground if they do not move to Thursdays. Despite the Tony Khan paid ads, it's not going to matter. You know, NXT will take precedent and Impact should move to Thursday. But that also means another night of wrestling. Well, guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. Again, I don't know how the format of this will change if uh, we do uh, Tuesdays on NXT. And here's the thing. I know some people will say, well, why aren't you doing an NXT post show? Well, I'll tell you why. There's there's a good chance we might not. Impact pay-per-views outdraw NXT pay-per-views for our post shows. So if the demand is there, we're probably doing it. Um, but... Uh, Evan Wright says Impact owns the night. They won't move. Duh, yeah. Uh, they have now, they ain't going to own the night, pal. Let me tell you, they're not going to own the night if NXT is on Tuesday. They can own Thursday, maybe. <laughs> Impact Wrestling has been on every single night but Sunday. <laughs> At some point in its run, they have been on every single night but Sunday. And sometimes they've not been on any night at all. Yeah. Because Destination America or or the Hunting Channel or whatever forgot to air. Here's a funny story, guys. What was the name of that Hunting Channel? The Pursuit Channel. Okay. I don't talk about my personal life a lot on this show, but my wife's best friend, big hunting guy, right? Big hunting guy had like a show that he produced. And I was telling him about how this wrestling show that I watched was on this Hunting Channel. I was like, man, I've seen some of the stuff that they put on there. You could probably get your show on there. And he looked at me and he said, dude, my show is on there. <laughs> that's, that's how that's terrible. Yes. His show was on that channel. And you know what? They didn't miss any airings. So uh, I would imagine that um, they would end up being uh, moving nights. Billy Torres, you say no NXT post shows. I did not say that. I said we would see how things go. Um, easier said than done to schedule than to schedule five nights a week uh, for post shows. But get in your super chats, guys. I- I'm going to do a specific super chat drive here. I want you guys to super chat us and recklessly speculate on who AEW is signing because mm. here here's the gimmick. If they don't get super chatted, we aren't speculating on them. <laughs> That's the rule. <laughs> Great. AEW Dynamite kicked off with Shaq and Jade Cargill beating Red Velvet and Cody Rhodes. This match over-delivered. Shaq over-delivered. And I thought that Cody Rhodes brought up a really good point on the media call in which you guys can uh, see on YouTube.com slash Fightful. He goes, yes, Shaq is older. Shaq is a big fellow, but people forget he was one of the greatest NBA centers of all time. He is an athletic guy, contrary to the jokes made on Inside the NBA. Uh, Alex, you're a big NBA guy, as am I. Mm -hmm. How'd you feel about Shaq's performance? I I was stunned. 
Like I thought he was going to lumber around and not do anything. You know, like I was going to like come in, like hit a couple of like double axe handle blows to to the back of of Cody Rhodes and tag out and Jade Cargill was going to do most of the work. Now she did a lot of the work, but he he was throwing out he was doing moves. Like he yes. has moves and he took a crazy table bump that that was completely unnecessary. He said, no, nah, I'm doing it. He said, no, by, no, by the no, way, guys, no, only no, one no, reckless no, speculation per super chat. Do not game the system. <laughs> Do not game the system. Uh, <laughs> it does not work like that. Rafael Garcia says after what Candace Parker did to Shaq last night, she might come in for him. Might be coming for him next. I was so thrilled. This I, Robert, it's it's pretty evident. Red Velvet and Jade Cargill, they need some work. Uh, yeah. there, there's it a little rough around the edges, but then you see spots like that spine buster from Jade Cargill, and you're like, oh, that's what they saw in her. That's that's why they didn't just look at her and how she was built and say, oh, she can do this. No, there's some things she can really, really do. Th- there was a lot of hope here, and there were some great spots. That table spot was insanity. That table spot was insane so i had messaged you guys and i had said jade's actually really good and she's getting a table as i'm saying this and i'm like oh this is gonna go sideways real quick jade is much better than red velvet i am sorry it is from where i sit it's a fact um jade was so crisp with this i did not expect her to actually be as good in the ring as she was red velvet who i just learned today via cody Rhodes, is not signed to the company although she is number one ranked in their ranking system that's fantastic she just doesn't seem like she is all that polished now we know this wasn't her spot but this is a brandy spot and i'm like for brandy to be the bar all all that polish yeah for brandy to be the bar ain't that good you know, however, I, I will say when Brandy had that match with Anna Jay, we were all like, okay, damn. And she led that match too. So there are spots where, where she was very good. Red Velvet's been wrestling for, I think, I think like five years now. Yeah. Uh, and here's the thing. Sometimes some people get better within 10 years. You know, it's not yeah, always true. Uh, a sprint to the top, but Jade was so good. Jade with the right manager can go very far because she obviously needs promo work. But in the ring, I think she is like, if this was the attitude era, she'd be way, way up there kind of thing. Cause she's got the look and she can go. Now Shaq has been waiting since 1994 to do this. And it showed he turned Cody's chest into raw hamburger meat with those chops he took a table bump. He disappeared from an ambulance very quickly. He had some of that yes. Bray Wyatt in him. He just disappeared. And I wouldn't be surprised if he was the Hall of Fame talent that the company's actually signed on for a few more matches. It's amazing that with Shaq's level of fame, that it, they ne- nobody ever made it work out before this, except for that Battle Royal. And I love the Battle Royal spot, too. Mm-hmm. I love that. I thought that was a very cool thing for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal to have Shaq in here. He did really good. The back body drop was great. The The chops were good. The Brody Lee tribute. Oh, beautiful. my God. Like that that melted the hearts of, of so many people. And it was just a good powerbomb. 
It was a good power bomb. We've got a ton of super chats about this. Volob says, wait, it makes sense. Shaq is Kazam. That's how he disappeared from the ambulance. Mm. Uh, and Evan Wright brings up the Brody Lee tribute. That was really awesome. Like, yeah. And it shows that he was kind of in tune with things as well. Chris Rain says he was impressed by Shaq. He over-delivered. Uh, would you guys say that you didn't expect Shaq to be this good? No, no. Like I, I remember his last years as an NBA player. He didn't, he didn't move as lively as this. Like he's gotten better with age since he since he played for the Celtics in his last year. Um, I thought it was really funny that that viral video that went around uh, Dwayne Wade uh, uh, videoing uh, Shaq sleeping with that weird hyperbaric chamber helmet he was wearing. Um, he wasn't taking a nap. We know now. Uh, he wasn't taking a nap. He was just practicing for after the big table bump, acting as though he was asleep. I thought that was very good. It shows that uh, Shaq is willing to put in the work, the rehearsal. So guys, in between each one of these matches, we're going to recklessly speculate on one of the Super Chats that come up. And, and, and for those of you who don't know, Paul White showed up and he said, he's got a scoop and a Hall of Fame caliber talent is going to be signed by AEW. Now, we're not there yet. We're not there yet because we got a lot of super chats about the opening match. Jade reminds Ryan B. Jam of Camille from NWA. That's that's a pretty good comparison, too. Uh, Camille will be a part of that revamped NWA as well. And Evan Wright says, I need Shaq on inside the NBA tomorrow in a neck brace. Jade delivered big time. Uh, Red Velvet rules. Cody is master class. What a go-home show. I thought Cody was integral to this match. Cody was what held it all together because it, it was a little rough around the edges with, with Jade and, and Red Velvet. But you know what? For the, the amount of matches that each one of them have had, unbelievable work from them. So, And that, that keeps happening in wrestling over the last year specifically. A lot of inexperienced people having really good matches. Uh, we got... Chris Greenlee saying, I haven't seen Shaq like that since his Shaq Fu days. Let me tell you, I own Shaq Fu. This ran a lot smoother than that game did. <laughs> that game was dog shit. Uh, Matthew McFadden says, Jade Cargill is a star. Her entrance was amazing. Music choice is perfect. She's got China vibes. That's that's how it came off to me too, Robert. She had that that look and build about her. Imagine if Sable wanted to work. Like that's <laughs> what I was going for here. Like. That's the vibe I got. And uh, Ryan, actually, that's uh, for a different spot. Anakin says, Shaq probably asked Ray about those stem cells. I'm sure Shaq's probably got some of those by now. I mean, my God. It's it's uh, unreal what that's done for people's careers. But lots of people were interested in, in Shaq, and they kicked off the show with it. Did that surprise you, Alex? Um. Well, you know, they... they it's, it's an AEW go home show. They got to find a way to work in a giant brawl to close it. So that didn't feel like that was the main event spot of this particular night. I thought I thought opening the opening the night with it was was really smart. People like tune in to both. You turn into both shows if you're going to watch both of them. Yeah. And you see what's what's each show kicking it off with. And oh my god, AEW starting with the Shaq Cody match. And when you watch, like, I'll tune in to see if if uh, you know, Shaq's any good. Oh, wow, he's actually doing stuff. I'm not leaving this. So you got to figure the first quarter hour absolutely went to to, to AEW. Uh, I'm sure it usually does, but <laughs> but but I mean, like, that's a huge draw. Like, keep people st- sticking around and watching the rest of your show. 
First, reckless speculation for the signing. Adam Darwin says, it's going to be Brock, in my opinion. I mean, he wasn't signed as of last year. That would be a Hall of Fame caliber signing. But it's also one of those signings, Robert, that I think they would they would probably just promote. They would say Brock's going to be on the pay-per-view. So Brock Lesnar is the first name that shot into my brain because if you're going to make an impact, you sign Brock Lesnar. But when you say that Paul White is going to make the announcement himself, Brock Lesnar becomes less likely, even though he might be Brock's greatest opponent from his first run. I don't think I want to see Brock Lesnar's Introduction to AEW, should there be one, just him throwing around Paul White. Guys, please leave us a thumbs up on this video. It helps an awful lot. Uh, You can retweet it over on my Twitter account. Get the word out. Help us spread the word. Um, Pack and Ray Phoenix beat the living shit out of John Schuyler and D3. And Robert, sometimes you need a two-minute ass-whipping match where people do their cool moves and get the hell out of there. Son of a bitch, this is how you do a squash match. Yes! This was so good. This was so good, and to the point where I didn't even know D3 was his name because John Schuyler got his ass kicked. Oh, man, was his name. <laughs> was his name. <laughs> He's gone now. Gone now. This was awesome. There's there's really not a lot I can add to this, but but no. Alex, this is, this is perfect. I was watching this going like, uh, holy... Holy crap! I really want to see Pac and, and Phoenix as tag champs. Can we can we get like at least a feud with the Bucks? Like I mean, like the Lucha Bros, they have their own thing. Like that's a different thing. Pac is a completely different animal than, than Pentagon. Like him, just super angry. I want to have a feud between them and Revival. Like there's like put them in the if you're not actually going to put either of them at the top of the singles divisions, put them together in a tag in a tag team and actually like push them as a, as a yeah. top contender to the tag to the tag titles and against the other top tag teams around cuz that could be some a lot of fun man. Zach Amon says, is it someone box office rock and as i said only one per super chat. So uh, no, it ain't the rock. I get the I feeling mean, I didn't Dwayne feeling... Johnson but he was mentioned tonight. Wasn't <laughs> yeah. I get the feeling NBC would have a little bit of a problem with that. <laughs> NBC, who who broadcasts Young Rock on their, they, they would be like, uh, you couldn't have done this on one of our networks? They're probably pissed they couldn't re- revitalize the Big Show show, let alone uh, Young Rock. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Ricardo Holt says, couple of dollars to say, have a great stream. Well, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate thank that. You. Nevin Wright says, Alex, appreciation super chat. He rules, and so does he his show. <laughs> and Boris says, this episode of Dynamite was fantastic. Not sure if the best technically, but it was so much fun. And Tully was great. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about this. So, uh, And you know what? I, I think it's probably the appropriate time to read the super chat that says, rest in peace, Jim Crockett. Uh, unfortunately, we lost Jim Crockett head of Jim Crockett Promotions, which became WCW. And boy, was his influence felt on tonight's show with Tony Schiavone and Sting and Tully Blanchard and J.J. Dillon and just this six-man match. This was a Jim Crockett Promotions match. It had the shenanigans, which I'm not keen on. 
I, I don't like the shenanigans, all that stuff. But you know what? If you're getting Tully Blanchard in a match and you got J.J. Dillon at ringside, you're going to get some shenanigans. So as long as this isn't like what the whole company leans on, I'm okay with it. I, I'm completely fine with it. Tully was very excited to be in there. Um, the the match matching him up with Marco was really great. J.J. Dillon does not age or at least aged all before he turned 30 and then just stopped. I did a show with him five years ago and I looked at him and I was like, how does he look younger now? Robert, I thought this was good. And Luchasaurus, uber protected, but he got pinned by Tully. This was my favorite thing on the show. This might be my favorite thing all year. This one will be hard to beat. Tully Blanchard came down wearing his signature robe. And then all of a sudden they go, oh, JJ's here. And not only that, but he's wearing the National Heavyweight Championship, the 10 pounds of silver, and FTR has the NWA Tag Team Championship with them as well. That was that was good enough. That I, I was sold there. Then Tully hits a slingshot suplex on Marco Stunt. Like, it's 1987. Then uh, that doesn't get the job done. JJ hands a shoe. To Dax Harwood, that doesn't get the job done. Out comes Sean Spears, dressed like a cameraman. Helps Tully get the win. He's got blonde hair. He can easily fit as the Barry Windham of a four horseman. And then they flash the four fingers, and out comes Arn to flash the four fingers back. Just turn Cody heel. We can skip through whatever happens on Sunday. Turn Cody heel. <laughs> Put Cody with these men. This is what I'm here for, and this was perfect. I gotta say, it was not a a rare comment on my tweet when I said, "Hey, as long as the smoke and mirrors isn't a regular thing across the show, it's fine." And I had about a billion different. Well, the younger guy went over. Luchasaurus is millions of years old, so of course. <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, okay, good one. It was a good one. I did pop for it." Uh, but you know what? R.I.P. J.C.P. and Jim Crockett. I mean, hard for me to be upset about this. And the joy that you see on FTR's face. Because here's the thing. I don't know how many people I heard say, they're, un- they're ungrateful. They got so many title runs. How many title runs did they get before they asked for their release? And did they ask for title runs? Well, let me tell you. I've talked to the guys. Don't think it's a secret. Been on camera with them multiple times. And they straight up said, that wasn't the point. Tag team wrestling being important was the point. Also, the boots were slick. Give me a... I want to buy a pair of boots to walk around town with my initials and some red stars on them. (laughs) Alex, I know you got some in your wardrobe. Oh, absolutely. Uh, They're a little small for me now. But yes, absolutely, when I was younger. Um, I I thought this was great. This is everything that you can tell, like FTR, those guys... This is this is just this is like them with like with their with their childhood heroes. Like it's just so cool to like see that they can do this and the arm coming out just to flash the four, give a knowing grin and slink back because he knows he's not actually part of this yeah. act, but he just wanted to be part. This was great. I, I thought it was all wonderful. I don't mind so much Luchasaurus uh taking the pin from Tully because it's kind of an honor to get pinned by Tully Blanchard in his first match back in like sure. 30 years. 
Um, but I I thought like you know the Sean Spears coming back. It's been long enough that I kind of forgot about him. So him coming back with like a brand new look and everything uh, to help out Tully, and by then basically throw in his lot formally with FTR. There they are three horsemen in search of a leader. Like the, get it, get him. One. It's got to be Cody, but like get him one. Get him that guy who's like is the guy who like anchors the whole thing together. And and just watch him soar, man. I, I just want to point this out. Conrad Thompson, who was on this show, owns the trademark for the four horsemen. They can run with this. They need to run with it. I this was just great. And it was highlighted by JJ Dillon looking at Tony Schiavone and saying, Whatever you got next, it ain't gonna be better than what you just saw. And Tony <laughs> shout right back at him. You don't get paid extra for that, bud. I just all oh, this is so good. Chris Reigns of the slingshot suplex by Tully popped him. I, I agree. Uh, Taxel says death triangle for first trios champs. They got a lot of options and that's the good thing. They've got a lot of options. And Samuel Guloy says we really need a trios title and have death triangle run wild. I think once they launch that show later this year, which is coming, I think that's probably when we'll see them. Nerd guru thinks that AEW outdraws raw tomorrow. Deservingly. So I don't, um, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility by the end of 2021 that it it doesn't. I won't say they they pass them, but it gets like within a few hundred thousand, and we go, oh damn, look at that. Zach Amon said, yeah, but Rock can say he was on Ballers on HBO. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> HBO ain't paying him right now, my man. I appreciate the super chat, but NBC's paying him right now to uh, do this. Oh, good reckless speculation. It's going to be Kane Velazquez. It's it's got to be Kane. Oh, Lord <laughs> almighty. I I just yeah. I just want to let you guys know he ain't as good as you all think he is. No, it's is not, but he he did say Hall of Fame worthy. He didn't say which Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, PM Punk says, "What if it's Mick Foley as a guest for the death match?" Well, that's not really a signing. I mean, it could no. be for broadcasting. They want to sign 400 announcers. <laughs> Go for it. He's a good one. It would be an amazing touch for Mick to be the, the special guest ref. That would be a huge thing. It'd be a lot of fun to watch. Well, Rob Bookin says, I want it to be George Mazanin, but it's Pat McAfee. I don't think it's Pat McAfee either. I, I don't think so either. Um, super sick Bud Ryan says, Kurt Angle. All right. I think, I, well, let's, that, that's a pretty realistic one, Robert. That that's So I didn't think about that until I had seen... Some of these super chats, that's the one I'm going to go with. I think it's Kurt Angle. I think he's got a lot to offer wrestling in general. He was Cody's first name on that list many, many moons ago. If he does have one more in him, because Baron Corbin shouldn't be the last one. It just shouldn't be. It should be an AEW. Yes, I agree. I think Kurt Angle could be the guy. Yeah, like what I, what I, what I desperately don't want for the promotion and for Big Show is for his thing. Like, I got a scoop. It's going to be a huge deal. Get it, tune in and watch. I don't want it to like to overpromise and underdeliver. It's got to be somebody on that level of Kurt Angle or something like way out of left field that we never would have considered. It's got to be at least something on that level uh, or a huge surprise. And let's be real. We've seen the type of shape that he's in of late. Yeah. Nerd Guru has a good one. Daniel Cormier. Not you could you could do a lot worse, whether it be broadcasting or whatever. But Ryan Martin, but yeah, I think that's that's a solid like outside the box one. 
Ryan Martin says, Paul White himself. I'll, I'll pop. I, it'd be, <laughs> just it'd be like, such a shitty. It'd be him turning <laughs> immediately. Would be such such a funny thing. You be, all didn't see this coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, JL says a Rhodes can never be a part of the Four Horsemen. That's wrestling blasphemy, and that's exactly that, why it needs to fucking happen. Yeah, that's this is the so story. Good. That's the story, man. The Nightmare the family being upset about this. That's the story. Yep. Ben Isaac says Christian Cage, and Evan Wright also says reckless speculation is Christian to hurt Sean. Okay. Has WWE mentioned Christian on the air no. one time since no. the week after he left? Since no. he's been on the bump, have they mentioned him once? Nope. If those... All right. I don't usually do the bash WWE thing. If those idiots let Christian go right after letting him return and having Edge win the Rumble, when you can easily do Edge and Christian against Roman and Jey Uso at Fastlane... I would laugh because this would be the biggest blunder that this company could possibly do. I mean, why? And here's my thing. On SmackDown, why would Edge have not said, why would I want to team with Daniel Bryan? Why can't you team me with my brother Christian to face these guys at Fastlane, mm-hmm. which was scheduled? It, and here's here's the reality of the situation. What happened when Edge hit that first spear. AEW rang the man up. Yep. And he said, you know what? Maybe I'll entertain this offer. It's happened before. It's happened before. If they let Christian go, they have made a huge mistake. Yeah. But I, I, I think it's very possible that AEW is offering, would be offering Christian way more than Vince thinks he's worth. And would like I, I, it's very possible. Like, well, no, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna pay that much money. Go yeah. have fun. Like, that's that's very possible. <laughs> we are way behind on AEW, but it, it's it's a noteworthy week. Yeah. Uh, Anakin says, "Have Angle come out to see there's cover of his theme that was cut from Forcible Entry." <laughs> I haven't heard that, and I want. I have to. not heard that actually. I haven't either, and I love that album. Evan Wright says, "Cody turns on Dustin to join the Horsemen." That's the easy thing, right? I mean, yeah, break Dustin- his arm. Break his yep. arm. Do the go to the home door. <laughs> and, and Dustin and Dustin just still believes there's some hope in his baby brother. Mm-hmm. He just still believes it. Jay Blood says Cody being the head of the Horseman has set sacrilege to the Rhodes Common Man legacy. It's nuclear. Well, here's the thing: Cody Rhodes says it himself. Anytime you'll listen, he is not a common man. Mm-hmm. He was born with a silver spoon in his mouth because of his father doing what he did. And I love that. I love that he doesn't sit there and say, oh, I'm just like all of, I'm like all of you guys. He grew up backstage in WCW. He was hanging out with Ron Simmons and Lex Luger in his free time. He's Ken Griffey Jr. hanging out in the dugout. Like What number signing was Cody to this company again? Yes, exactly. Uh, Nerd Guru says, after being there for Kurt's last match, I can say with full confidence he deserves way better. And uh, how did they not do him versus Cena is insanity. It is, but we also have a lot of other stuff to get into. (laughs) We're half an hour in. Um, MJF, Chris Jericho, they do the the press conference, which has my boy, Robbie Fox. Love Robbie Fox, but it also had 
Conrad Thompson, who we got a, a super chat from Ryan B. Jam saying, hey, hey, it's Turkey Tits. This was a fan-freaking-tastic go-home show. Uh, Conrad and MJF's back and forth is something that, that I just love to see. James Rourke, if you think we missed your super chat, uh, go ahead and send it again, buddy. But uh, we've, got a, we've got a bunch saved up here. No, we did not. As I said, in between each match, we're going over one. But um, we saw Eric Bischoff pop up there. This was like, all right. But then the Young Bucks come out. And I thought Denise had a pretty appropriate uh, Twitter post. She's like, I'd be throwing hands if somebody did that to my dad. But Young Bucks, I thought, cut a good promo. I thought the line, the PC line, what would you be doing? Jerking the curtain at the Performance Center tonight. I thought that was one unnecessary. Not because I don't like stuff like that. I love shit like that. Give me those clickety clacks, please. Thank you. But how how does that make Jericho uh, okay? He'd be what a, a, for an opening match on NXT tonight? I think we one we know that's not true. Yeah. Two, it makes him look like shit. Um, uh, other than that. I thought this segment was great. The Good Brothers and Brandon Cutler helping them. I love that because it's, people were like, oh, well, don't they not get along with Good Brothers? Friends fight. It happens. And this is a way for the Good Brothers to get in the goodwill of the Young Bucks, Robert. And Brandon Cutler being out there, nice touch too, I thought. Yeah, this was this was better than last week's. I still have a hard time taking anything the Young Bucks say seriously because they're so just rooted in bits i think they should have come out and just started trying to fight the performance center line is it is what it is they could have said anything better even if it was just you being some lame comedy segment on monday nights it would have been more accurate the line about mjf waiting for a callback from rosie o'donnell in 2021 felt a little off but again they're just going with what they know uh they always got to dive before a pay-per-view and they did it. So that's cool. And I think the best line goes to MJF who said, not slick. I wish my hair was much more thick, Nick. And I just, that popped me because Nick Jackson is, does not have as full of a head of hair as his brother. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I thought this is pretty good. And I'm excited for the tag match on Sunday. Very excited for that. Uh <laughs> Uh, James O'Rourke says, wild theory, but what if they sign Cena? He's done a couple of WB movies, and he has a show starting on TBS soon. All right, let's let's just support that wild theory, that wacky theory. He has said no to WrestleMania, and he will be doing Wipeout on TBS. I think this clearly states that he will be the host of the fourth show on TNT, which will be called You Can't See This. <laughs> and that's just that's just where we're going. Yeah, I mean, uh, that is not going to happen. In any way, shape, or form, he did the commercials for WWE for WrestleMania. He is still very much there. He, from what I understand, still has a deal. Um, so it will not be him <laughs> at all. Um, keep on sending in those uh, reckless speculations. I'm digging them. Uh, somebody says RVD. Well, WWE's working on a documentary for him as we speak. So that would be kind of shitty <laughs> if yeah. he did that. Um, and I don't know what. What could RVD bring to the table? And again, this is Big Show introducing this person. Yeah. I think that's the element that everybody's forgetting. 
Ryu Mizunami defeated Nyla Rose. Initially, it was very hard for me to get into this because of how badly they they book. I mean, Britt Baker should be winning this tournament. Britt Baker should be winning the title on Sunday. That's where we all are. That's that's kind of where we are on that. But by the end of this, it was pretty good. There were some spots where I was like, ah, that's wonky. They have eliminated the 930 women's match, which I am really happy about. But, Robert, I thought this was a, a good tournament finals. Uh, this tournament was great for the division in terms of in-ring competition. The wrong woman won. That's just my personal opinion. I think it should have been Britt Baker. However, when you've presented me this final, I think the right woman won because we've seen Nyla and Sheeta, and now we know that there's a little bit of a history here, and they traded respectful forearms to the face right after shaking each other's hand. As as is Japanese tradition. I mean, Sheeta laid that one in to... Oh my God! And Evan Wright said, "Need white suit Sheeta on a weekly basis, please." She looks like the character you you'd pick in Tekken. Yes, <laughs> like she she looked like she hopped right out of a video game. Um, yeah. Uh, Nikolai Kreese says wildly speculating here, but what about Masvidal? He was in attendance tonight. Yes, he was. I didn't know that was out there, but yes, he was in attendance tonight. Um, I think he's barely Hall of Fame caliber in the UFC, to be honest with you. I've covered his career, but yeah, I don't think he's Hall of Fame caliber. And it, it, that'd be that'd be just such a like, oh, okay, well, we're just going to sign him to sign him thing. Yeah. Ryan Martin says, "What? Well, it's a female talent. Everyone's saying a male. Just saying Zelina's non-compete ran out and her goose is not Hall of Fame worthy, but Thea Trinidad. That would be such an oversell. Yeah. All due yeah. respect to her. But that ain't that ain't Hall of Fame level. I I hope they do sign her. I think yes. she's got an amazing amount of, that she can bring to like Thea, uh, Thea Trinidad. Um, speaking for one of one of these Japanese women that they that they have they that they're they're pushing um, to the top of the division would 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 be a, a really good way of getting past that language barrier. And she can also work in the ring, but she's not in this position that no. Big Show brought up. And I think that quite frankly. I think she'd be a better manager for Nyla Rose than well, sure than Vicky. Either way, yeah, I, I think that would be really good. Uh, George Amin says, "What about Brock?" And then we get AJ Mamba saying, "Brock, his deal was up last year. I mean, why would they not at least make an offer?" Yeah, oh, they have, they, they have to make an offer. I Vince, like when I was saying, like Vince wouldn't match on Christian. Vince is matching on Brock. Like whatever yes. AEW is willing to pay. Vince would definitely match. Let's they, put it like this. They have peak money, pal. Like the the term dead man talking got registered as a trademark, and Vince McMahon said, No more wrestling matches, but here's a 15-year contract, Undertaker. The the idea of Undertaker doing a podcast with Conrad Thompson. Uh. Come on. He's he's going after he loves Brock. He he was so hurt by Brock Lesnar leaving that besides Cena and and Batista where the wheels were already in motion for them to be top guys, nobody got it that quick and that easy again. And nobody got it as quick and easy as Brock to begin with. It took Cena and Batista 3 years each to get to the top. It took Brock 6 months. Mm-hmm. That ain't happened. Like yeah. that, that's just, 
it changed the way that Vince McMahon did business because he got so hurt by what Brock did. Uh, Zach Heyman says, is Batista available or living in Florida? I don't know where he's living now, but um, I know one thing. He's an honest-to-God actor now. <laughs> like, like not just, oh, I'm going to do kickboxer vengeance or something. <laughs> like, he's got real movies. But at the same time, uh, I could, you know what? I mean, we, we've seen crazier things happen, and it depends on how much he weighs his legacy and all that and what he can do in AEW and all that good stuff. I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, I wouldn't Nerd rule Bruce it says, out, says Batista wouldn't shock me. Sorry, Robert, go ahead. It's it's Batista. He complained and moaned and groaned and turned it into a meme that he wanted Triple H to finish his career. He got it. I doubt it. I I, I wouldn't rule it out, but I doubt it. It's definitely not uh, John Cena, though. I think we can all say Yeah, it's not John Cena. Uh, <laughs> Max Caster defeated Dark Orders 10 when uh, Jack Evans hits 10 with a case. This match went uh, quite a bit longer than I think it needed to be. Uh, this one didn't need to be that long, but uh, I'll say this. Uh, I'm glad that they added stakes to it. I'm glad that it had something. Uh, he, he's going to move on to the ladder match. Big week for Bobby Lashley's family. His sister has moved on to the AEW Revolution ladder match. For those of you who don't know, Max Caster is Bobby Lashley's sister. It's a huge week for the Lashley family. Uh, this this was fine. I thought it went on way too long. It plays into the Matt Hardy thing. Jack Evans earns an extra $4,200 just for doing this. Hmm. I mean, yeah, this this was okay. Uh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Sting Cash comes- is not winning on Sunday. So it's like, congratulations, yeah. you're in a match with Cody. You're like, that's cool. Yeah, I agree. Hey, guys, hit us some more reckless speculation. Uh, we got a super chat that said, no more BS. Paul with the Fightful Level exclusive. Any thoughts on who he means, fellas? We're not going to recklessly speculate. Unless we're paying to. In my heart of hearts, I'm like, well, it would make an awful lot of sense if it were Christian. And that would be the jab at Vince McMahon, is that he is a Hall of Fame caliber talent. Why the fuck didn't you put him in there? Mm-hmm. Type of thing. Yeah, Anakin That's says, also a "Jab at you! You've been trying to push for this IC title match. What are you? What are you doing, pal? I want it. I want to see Christian versus Big E very, very badly. I do. I would love to see that over and an all, AEW run. Obviously, but... like Big E wants it too. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, he used the very screenshot that I sent him in a direct message <laughs> right. to promote it. Yes, he said, "Hot damn! Didn't realize that. That's a cool story." Uh, Evan Wright says the Lady Gaga dog walker line was wild. I like that. Here's the thing: anytime somebody raps on wrestling, you're gonna have a whole subsection of people go, "That was lame." No matter what, <laughs> I like the dog walker line. I thought it was good. Uh, is it Batista getting inducted into the Hall of Fame this year? This year, next year, when's the next Olympics? Who knows? Uh, Mikey T says, after a horrible day at work as a plumber in Memphis, seeing Cody smash Shaq through those tables is the highlight of my day. Shaq looked awesome. That's got, I mean, if Shaq can't get the Nestle Crunch sponsorship back and then use like something like that, like the sound effect, oh man, I loved it. I thought it was really good. PM Punk says, Thanks for reminding me about Lashley's sisters. I was there live in Albany for that. Same arena as the 92 Rumble. And yet Lashley's sisters were far more iconic. 
Yes, fair, yeah. fair. We saw a vignette uh, for the exploding barbed wire death match with Onita in it. Mm-hmm. And Josh Cardenas says, good to see him on Dynamite. Wish they had Funk. Well, um, yeah, Dory Funk was at a recent set of tapings, but Robert, this was a cool thing to, to pop up and have. And apparently he's on their post show too. For Onita to have put himself through what he put himself through, the man looks fantastic, and he is the perfect person to speak about this kind of match if you cannot get Mick Foley or Terry Funk. Yes. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Guys, please leave us a thumbs up. It helps an awful lot. Uh, Onita getting, uh, getting his recognition, I think, is very... Oh, oh my gosh. Sean Garter brought up a good point. Carissa Rivera played last year's wife. She got signed last week. What a week. Oh my God. Goodness. Uh, Orlando says Mickey James. You know what? (laughs) If, if she was a free agent, I would say, yes, she is hall of fame caliber without a shadow of a doubt. And would also Alex be a fantastic signing for AEW. Oh, it'd be huge for them. Yeah. I mean, she's, she says that she is, she can't get used to being called a legend. She still thinks she's got gas in the tank. You know she what does. I mean? So, so yes. there you go. Yeah, absolutely. But like from her own mouth, she's like, I don't want to be just this thing. Like I show up on Legends Night and that's it. Yes. Who the hell are we talking to? Tatanka and Sergeant Slaughter? My God, <laughs> they have a lot in common. Like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, come on. Denise doesn't remember the Ascension, says, is Cardi B Hall of Fame worthy though? I mean, <laughs> in some music Hall of Fame, yeah, I'm sure she's, she's going to be. She's going to be in... Uh, some Hall of Fames there. Uh, we got the Sting promo with Ricky Starks. Ricky is so good. And um, <laughs> Brian Cage comes out. But Darby Allen makes the save. More importantly than for Sting, Ricky Starks' poor shoe was about to get squished by mm-hmm. Sting. Yeah. Like He was about to get a powerbombed on. Yeah. I'm excited to see what Sting can do this week, Robert. Sting cut a great Sting promo. Sting... <laughs> Lost it on the Scorpion a little bit, but he still looks great. And you're not, I don't let's, let's be real. That's not an indicative of his age. He's been doing that for yeah. 30 plus years. <laughs> for a while. So when, when I interviewed Bret Hart and Bret Hart had the nerve to me to say Sting had one of the best ones. I, I couldn't disrespect Bret Hart like this, but in my mind, I thought, Bret, that's bullshit, my man. <laughs> Sting sucks. That Sting had it first. He's just doing the right thing. But th- this was good. This yes. this whole thing has been great. And I hear a lot of people going, oh, I'm over Sting. Sting is another guy. No, he's not. And he never will be. He's Sting. <laughs> and you will enjoy this match on Sunday because you're a wrestling fan. It is what, That's just it. AJ Mamba says, what if we're thinking about this wrong? It could be Tanahashi. I mean, he ain't getting yeah. introduced by the big show, guys. I think you're forgetting <laughs> yeah. that. that's a good point uh george says i'm going with big show rival floyd mayweather the surprise so i here's my feeling 
when you say Hall of Fame caliber, you're playing someone up. Mm-hmm. If it's Floyd Mayweather, you're saying Floyd Mayweather's on our pay-per-view this weekend. Right. That's what you're doing because he's one of the gods of pay-per-view. That's just how I feel about that. Uh, Adam Hangman Page and John Silver defeated Mark Quinn and Matt Hardy. I loved Mark Quinn getting his back worked over, going for a kip up and then being like, I can't do that. That sucks. It hurts real bad. That was the highlight of the match for me. Um, Also, when John Silver did a brain buster, Jim Ross goes, well, the benefit of that is you ain't got far to fall. (laughs) I thought that was very funny. And then he went back to the point and it was far less funny. But uh, I love John Silver. I loved how, how affectionate he was to Hangman Page. This uh, is good, Alex. Those, those one-sided hugs and and Adam Page doing takes to the camera, man, it's just it's great. Like this, listen, they're they're slow building this this eventual Adam Page is the Lord of the Dark Order thing. So yeah, so so well that um, I just I can't I can't be mad at it ever. Well, you know what? You set me up, Alex. If you want to be lord of the dong oh what, what do we got here where, where where am i at hold on where come on come on come come on man Get, come on man what what it, let's put me right over here if you want to be lord <laughs> of the dong <laughs> and you want to have a higher hit rate than me with this production over here, check out our friends at bluechew.com, code Fightful. It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Their tablets help men achieve harder, stronger erections, so you can get that total package and combat all forms of ED, and you get that confidence. It's an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships straight to your door in a discreet package made in the USA. They prepare, they ship direct. That makes it way cheaper than a pharmacy. You work with Blue Chew's licensed medical providers to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. If you don't like swallowing pills, no problem there. It's a chewable it's all done online. The process is so simple. Uh, there is a right ingredient. They'll find the right one for you. Get yourself that total package. Bluechew.com code Fightful. Just pay $5 shipping. Your first shipment is free. That's how much they know you're going to like it. They're willing to give you this for free because they know you're coming back for more. And so will that special someone. When you use bluechew.com code fightful. Oh, let's see here. They really StreamYard really gotta work on this. Here we go. There we go. <sighs> Adam Page, John Silver win. We get the obligatory brawl. And because AEW hasn't done many of these, Robert, I was okay with it. It's weird that they let this be the final shot. It's not, Mm -hmm. there's no disrespect to the tag team division of all elite wrestling. It's not like this is the final thing you need to see going into Sunday. I big pop for Brody Lee Jr. Who (laughs) I thought, so when the dark order comes to save Adam Page, I'm thinking, okay, this is it. Brody Lee's going to say, will you lead us? No, no. They had the child 
sit there and act like one of the commentators on a Super Nintendo WWF game and just go, oh, oh, oh my God, they're, they're doing moves. It's all these people. Like, they, I'm sure he loved it because he loves the company, but my God, they had this little child in a mask. Just, oh my God, people are fighting. I just thought that was a great visual, and this was a fun way to end a very fun show. And the last thing he did was like, as Matt Hardy was was leaving, like, you go, get out of here, get out of here, Matt Hardy. <laughs> and Matt Hardy like put his head down and left. That was really great. Pretty fun show. I'm excited for this Sunday reminder, guys. Myself and Sam Laterna are making our predictions on Thursday at noon on Fightful. Make sure you guys tune in and check it out. But we do have NXT. But first, let's let's see Matthew saying. The Undertaker shows up in disguise, going by the name The Overgiver. Vince won't su- suspect the thing. I know you're joking, but he's still got that 15-year contract. And Anakin says $2 for Alex and his dancing. Hey, some people work way harder for that tip. Uh, NXT kicked off. And it kicked off with Champa and Gargano against the kings of NXT. Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch defeat Champa and Thatcher. As good as this match was, and as much as I like both teams, tough battle to go up against Shaq. Yeah, no, it's it's not it's not not really fair to these to these guys. I mean, this fair. is this is a this is a lot of fun. Like I I, I love watching Champa and Thatcher together. I just love this just so Smash Mouth. It's perfect for them to go up against uh, Lorkin and uh, and Birch. I I loved the first shot of Champa approaching Gorilla and like picking up. Uh, Thatcher on his way there, and Thatcher was just talking to Marcel Bartel. Of course, Thatcher has a history with with Imperium um, uh, from before his days uh, in 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 NXT, um, and I love that that's a thing they're going with now. All these things of like Imperium trying to get to be a bigger faction. Like later in the night, if you blinked, you missed it. It was Alexander Wolf talking to Killian Dane way in the background at another walking walking shot. I love that they're doing this little very subtle of Imperium trying to become like this mega faction of all these guys who used to have history with people in their in their members membership. I think it's great. I really like that approach. Uh, later on, we see Champa and Thatcher not happy, but you know what? I like them as a team because that okay, after the classic last year, the tag team division was in disarray. They could not have planned for that. Like over half their roster was stuck right couldn't have helped it but uh i thought this was a good approach uh by the way guys we can still recklessly speculate on AEW. ian the weird says alistair overeem and junior dos santos 0.1 percent chance yeah 0.1 percent chance there uh the nerd guru says nxt picked a terrible night to not be as good as it should be the tag team title match finish had vince written all over it I want to go ahead and talk about that because I did not like that shit whatsoever. This had everything that I thought Monday was going to have. This was what I thought like the Lashley thing was going to be and Mm -hmm. we were going to stretch it out. Instead, we got this one stretched out. It is pretty indicative to me of WWE's really really bad job of booking baby faces that the two big title matches they had this week featured heels just heels that win as their baby faces because they can't book baby faces because what do they do they have damian priest turn baby face 
and he gets the air let out of his tires and his car stolen and mm-hmm. he's sitting in chin locks for a minute and the guy half his size on raw or they have drew come out he 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 oh okay buddy like all that shit you got Rhea Ripley out there just doing not what Rhea Ripley got over by kicking people's asses and then when you become champion she just stopped wrestling just stopped wrestling okay well, here you had Dakota Kai appropriately playing babyface because one, she's a great babyface, but compared to Nia and Shayna, she is a babyface. And within the context of this program specifically, and the person across the ring from her and Shayna Baszler, you gotta have Dakota play the babyface. Yeah. And she rocked it. She was awesome. She held this match together. She was great. That fucking finish. Oh, Rafael Garcia said that finish killed all women of the show. So here's what happens. Dakota Kai. I don't even think she actually made the tag. I think they missed it, but I could be wrong. I'll go back and watch Raquel tags in. There's a ref bump. And then Adam Pierce rolls out. And if, obviously you're like, what is Adam Pierce doing here? What's he doing here at the Capitol wrestling center? Scrap iron. Well, he's got a ref. He's got Sean Bennett with him. And he calls Dakota Kai out. Well, Dakota Kai was out, but she was not uh, the legal woman. Now, there's going to be a whole lot of people, a whole lot of, you, you know, those people. Oh, it's just a bit. You're getting worked, man. No, I, I get it. I see what they did. I just thought it was shitty. Mm-hmm. And when it went up at 9 p.m., Alex, I had the feeling something was going to happen. Yeah, no, it's it's bad. Um, the the what like the whole thing is that Adam Pierce comes out and he he sends the ref down there and the ref who wasn't paying attention. Like I feel like if you're gonna have a, a convention where there are just refs milling about in the back, like have it as like you've got a backup ref who stands in gorilla watching a monitor, and if one ref goes down, that's the ref who goes down there. That's your convention. Do that as opposed to like Adam Pierce, like, come on, dude in a striped shirt who hasn't been watching this match and has no context for what's going on. Go down there and make a decision. That's ridiculous. Um, people were people were saying on Twitter, oh no, see, he's trying to keep the belts on raw. The yeah. belts float, dude. Yes. The belts are supposed to be defended in NXT all the time. It's the like fact that they're not is the problem. Yeah, and then like I I see that you guys see that, but he can just book them on Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> that's yeah. the, in the words of the, the, the a late great man, that's the beauty of it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so um, the, the Regal says later he's going to make some announcement that's going to change the very fiber of NXT. And if he's, I mean, I don't know what it is that he's, that he's announcing, how something having to do with the women's tag titles could change the fiber. Um, is it that Raquel and Dakota are going to get a rematch at Fastlane? Because I don't or, know how that they could. They could, or the, I mean, God, if they stretch it all the way out to no, no, you're not allowed. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, <laughs> exactly. not, I'm, I'm not. I'm not allowing it. No, I don't even like it to be no you know, stretch I, out to Fastlane. Me neither. Like, yeah. Here's like the the other thing is that when when they had um, Naomi get squashed by Nia on Monday, I was like, there's prolonging that Naomi and Lana story specifically with Shayna and Nia, which means Dakota and Raquel are not winning the championships on Wednesday. That is not how they operate. They don't like, that's not a swerve ski. They're going to pull on it. 
So there's there's still more Naomi and Lana stuff. We could be getting a triple threat at Fastlane, which <laughs> would protect Nia and Shayna if Raquel were to pin Lana. Like it, it, that's the kind of thing they could do to make sure we don't ruin our top heels in the women's division. Josh says that women's tag finish made me turn off NXT. Uh, and I mean, it's hard for me to blame you, man. It was very frustrating. Uh, Ryan, and that's usually a word that I save for the Monday podcast. Very frustrating. Uh, Ryan says, what are your thoughts on the finish? Personally, I wasn't a fan at all. That's the kind of booking we see on Raw and not NXT. Well, you know what? That's the reason they lost this. Yeah. That's the reason they're moving to Tuesdays. Yep. Yeah. Instead of AEW struggling to hold on to whatever they have. That's why they're moving yeah. and not the other way around. And you can say NHL, you can say whatever. Well, here's the thing. If they were kicking AEW's ass, yeah, wouldn't be in that situation. Alex. There's nothing more depressing um, uh, for me in, in covering wrestling in WWE than the existence now of Wednesday Night Raw. Because NXT... My God, it, it, you know what? It was actually, at this point, it's years ago. But there was nothing better than oh God, Wednesday yeah. night NXT at that time. The 2014 to 2017, it was as hot as anything. I used and to look for – I used – because, I mean, I didn't watch it as it happened when Fightful started full plate. I used to look forward to binge watching like mm-hmm. six, mm-hmm. seven, eight hours of NXT in a row. Yeah. I would plan a day before takeover. Yeah. And I was like, all right, we're catching up on all this. And I'd be glued. I wouldn't get anything else done that day. Rafael Garcia says Pierce versus Regal in the fight pit. Give me what I want. <laughs> they, I'm, I'm tired of them teasing me with Adam <laughs> Pierce wrestling. Like I want to see Adam Pierce do some wrestling. To the point to where I know they're booking Braun and Shane. I want it to be Braun against Shane and Pierce because I think that would be good, honestly. I think it'd be yeah. really good. So um, I didn't see any of this, and I was very confused to learn that that Adam Pierce is now a heel on Wednesday night. So on Fridays, he's a man's man who will fight Paul Heyman because he does what he has to do on Mondays. Listen, he Did he get heat or did he get buzz, Robert? Right now, it appears he got heat. You know, okay. like he, I don't get it. On Monday, he can't kick out of a small package. Now on Wednesday, he's a heel who's trying to preserve the belts that are his oh, me, anyway. Well, let, let me just tell you, anybody can kick out of their small package when you use bluechew.com code Fightful. That's no but, BS. You're getting a big show. <laughs> oh, my God. We're, we're telling people how, how to give out their great whites here for sure. <laughs> For sure. Oh, my God. Um, Nerd Guru says, with the writing on the wall that NXT is moving and losing the war, I can only guess that Vince is punishing Hunter for it if tonight is any indication. And Anakin says, really keeping the tag titles on Nia and Shayna, huh? Well, it's very obvious that NXT is erecting, um, there you go, a, a tag team division among the women. Now, unfortunately for them, Casey's out. We saw Caden challenge Zaylee next week, so there you go. But um, there's teams there, and they're willing to book them. If this is some stupid petty shit with Vince, it's it's just yet another indication of seventy five year old man needs to step away. I, I would say. And I Cole- don't think that Vince isn't one to cut his nose to spite his face, especially now with his own son and son-in-law he's usually good to the son-in-law ah, 
son-in-law got his his duties demoted last year too. Yeah. So, um, Anakin says Stevie Richards and Paul turns on him for taking his own mercy spot. <laughs> I hope that this is a thing so that we can write it up for Fightful Gaming. Go to twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. What am I missing there? So in No Mercy, so like this is the origin of the Stevie Richards meme, which is where people replace Chris Benoit with Stevie Richards. In No Mercy, because it came out when Big Show was being punished for gaining too much weight, all of the Big Show lines in No Mercy were just replaced with Stephen Richards. <laughs> Such a fantastic replacement. I love it. WD Mark says, Christian. I mean, that that's one of the leaders for me. Christian, Kurt Angle are up there for me. Um, yeah. Uh, also, uh, Kinshiro says, wait, Regal didn't book a main event even though there was a title match on the card? That's the thing. When I saw this going up at nine, I said, we're getting a, a screwy finish. Something yeah. crappy's going to happen here. And that's unfortunate. Guys, get in your super chats. We are heading down the home stretch of this show. And Colt Badeau wraps up our women's tag title stuff with saying, why is this storyline with Kai and Raquel? Can't believe I'm saying this, but I agree with Braun. Pierce is getting in the way. Why can't we keep it simple? And that's the thing. Pierce has been such a great, great authority figure. And this was just like, meh, okay. Yeah, MC Carp, go ahead. Unnecessary sorry. Unnecessary to have him be a part of it. A second ref can just run down and make the call wrong. That happens all the time. Having Pierce be involved in it makes Pierce a big part of the story that he doesn't need to be at this point. Guys, we have hundreds of you watching this show, but only 150 likes. Let's go ahead and get those thumbs up, please. It really helps us spread the word. MC Carvalho said the announcement will be women get their own tag titles. Um, it shouldn't be. They shouldn't. No. One's good enough for all of them. I mean, I think that's... I think that I mean, would work just fine. How many NXT title defensive has have have there been in what two years? Because I can I can remember two. Like it's I mean this I think tonight was the third. Like honestly, I don't remember how many times women's the NXT women have challenged for the belts, and they've been around for for years now. So yeah, they're not doing the thing they said they were going to do. Nerd Guru says I think it makes all the sense for it to be Paige. I do too. But here's the thing. WWE, especially their digital, is super petty. And as soon as they know somebody isn't with them, they will scoop the other company by moving them to alumni. And right now, Paige is still listed as a SmackDown superstar. (laughs) They do it every time. It got to the point where people would send me tips, guys, and they'd be like, hey, this person got moved to alumni. And I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. But every time it did mean something. It absolutely (laughs) did. Uh, Evan Wright says, with God not booked on this New Japan tour, do you see them showing up at Revolution? Obviously, it means G-O-D. I think it would create some nice buzz. It would create some nice buzz because Tamatanga has done as much work as anybody building the hype and the intrigue around this AEW New Japan Impact Bullet Club fiasco. I think it would be some really, really great buzz. And I think Buck's versus good brothers versus um god would be great also i kind of think bullet club versus dark order led by hangman page would be really really great too matt black says why not let's speculate about cm punk 
Another name, Robert, that I think they would say, oh, CM Punk's going to be on our pay-per-view. You better buy it. Yeah, and I would save this one. I wouldn't necessarily announce him because I think exploding barbed deathmatch and sting is enough to get pay-per-view buys. But yeah. I, again, and I know I've repeated this a couple times tonight, but I don't think the big show and CM Punk got that much love where it's like, hey, man, welcome to the team. <laughs> Rafael Garcia says we focus on WWE Hall of Fame what if it's someone from New Japan that is Hall of Fame worthy I think that's absolutely possible I do uh, so it's going to be Izuka for sure uh, Brandon Charles Powell says it's gotta be Kane Kane also still listed as a Smackdown superstar but as far as <laughs> as, as New Japan He's the sitting mayor of a so, town in Tennessee yes. <laughs> somebody says Booker T and they didn't send a super chat but Booker T's got a deal through like 2029. But New Japan, I think it's it's a real possibility. Somebody from New Japan, like maybe Suzuki's popping up or something like that. That would be completely possible. Uh, somebody says Chris Hero. Mm, I mean, he's great. I love him. I love his podcast too. It's fantastic. But I don't think that's somebody they would bill mm-hmm. like that, if you know what I mean. And somebody says Pat McAfee. I'd be shocked that... I'd be shocked if Cody gave that away, but um, crazier things have happened. Well, he was fired on Christmas, don't you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, Aaliyah lost to Ember Moon. Like, it's not often I can say this on a Wednesday. This match was just bad. It was not good at all. The cell was really good at the end. They were not on the same page. This was all over the map. This was bad um alex any thoughts no um this is it's not 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 the best way you want to uh keep ember moon relevant uh her and shotzi though are a respectable tag team yes you could be uh challenging for those belts from dakota and raquel for the next uh, couple of months uh if dakota and raquel became uh tag team champions tonight uh just saying they had no chemistry whatsoever I do not need to see them in the ring together again. It seemed like they wanted to call it in the ring, and it did not work at all. This one, you don't got to watch this if you missed the show. No, nope. Anakin says Jushin Thunder Liger, Liger New, New Japan Hall of Fame. He's he's retired. He ain't coming back. He's also in the WWE Hall of Fame if they ever have one. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> gosh, I forgot about that. It's been so long. Yeah, Bronson Reed. Got beat by Cameron Grimes. Uh, Cameron Grimes is backstage, and William Regal <laughs> said, last week you, you punched a crew member, and uh, we got to deal with this. And Cameron's like, I'll pay for it. I don't care. Regal's like, no, 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 I'll take care of that. I like that Cameron Grimes does have Kiss My Grits money, but he still respects William Regal. He's mm-hmm. like, all right, Mr. Regal, I'm sorry about that. I like that. That says an awful lot. Also, it says a lot about Regal that no matter who Regal talks to, including Adam Pierce, he's got their respect. Because, mm-hmm. like, Adam Pierce is like begging off backstage. No, yeah. sir. Uh, meanwhile, William Regal can't book a goddamn main event on his own show. Uh, but Cameron Grimes won because LA Knight, who cut a great delivery promo but just didn't say a lot, right. he tossed Bronson Reed the match. I know I brought up an awful lot of stuff this week or this this spot, Alex, but a lot happened here. Cameron Grimes wins. 
Bronson Reed loses, but he gets screwed out of it by L.A. Knight, who came out, cut a promo. We don't need to see that promo every week, but he's no. great at delivery. Yep. William Regal commands respect. This did a lot of things. It, yes, it did. Um, I was watching Cameron Grimes versus Bronson Reed the whole time thinking this is perfect. Cameron Grimes, this character, doesn't need to win a match for six months. He doesn't. He's he's going to be over as as the really rich loser forever until the bottom completely drops out of the stock market and then he's going to be like the guy with a hobo bindle like it's good there's going to be a lot of fun stuff i gotta say when he goes i got kiss my grits money and william regal goes i do not know what that means (laughs) that was really great it's great he has the best comedic timing It's, it's wonderful um and of course because i said that bronson reed loses to cameron grimes um and uh, yeah, he's starting a feud though with LA Knight. And I don't know what LA Knight has against Bronson Reed other than Bronson Reed came out for his scheduled match at the end. That didn't interrupt LA Knight's promo, came out at the end of it. And LA Knight didn't like that. Um, but I don't need to see Bronson Reed in that spot. Bronson Reed should be being pushed. Uh, Bronson Reed should be a future North American champion, not in a, in a loser, absolute loser feud versus LA Knight. LA Knight's winning that feud. Like, his first feud in the company it's that uh, they they pick weird people to be in certain spots evan wright says did reed have a shoulder lizard this week he didn't he hasn't had that i think he had that once and then somebody was like why do you have a shoulder lizard and he's like no reason and never never bought it up they got rid of gex well i like gex i I miss gex that was he was fun he was a fun one uh nerguru says it's Mephisto. If you know, you know. I don't understand the It's reference. Agatha Harkness, and that's uh, WandaVision. Uh, okay. George Amin says, The Million Dollar Man will show up on NXT and feud with Grimes. you got to get a Ted DiBiase cameo at some point. At some point. On a takeover, have him show up. Uh, yeah, it'd be great. Anakin says, Is it someone in a Hall of Fame or someone who should be? I, I would imagine it's someone who should be. I don't know who it is. So if you guys are... I'm not big showing you guys. I'm not withholding the info. That would be up on FightfulSelect.com right now. We had four stories up there today. Um, Ryan B. Jam says it's going to be one of Buck's best friends, El Generico. It would be kind of funny if they had El Generico in AEW because it would just be funny. But otherwise, I don't don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, We see therapy segments. This is great. These were really great. Johnny Gargano was so good as a babyface that I didn't think he was ever going to be a heel. And now he's great as a heel. And he carried these. Candice Candace was also very good. Uh, Indy was all right. It got redundant, but it was still very funny. Um, This is Indy Wrestling Loomis. Yes. (laughs) That wrestling is her middle name. I like there, there was at one point whenever, like, cause it was everything. She would make a comment. Like I do this with them. I'd, when they talked about Austin Theory getting choked out, I thought she was going to be like, I'd let him choke me. I <laughs> thought we were getting one of those. And it would have been very, very funny. But um, wh- how did you feel about this? They they rocked this. And, and the, the counselor was great, too. Yeah, she was great, too. Um, him uh, Gargano getting kicked out of, out of the room and then texting interjections to Candice. And then Candice and, 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 and Indy getting kicked out. I, I thought it was actually... Um, Austin Theory is like saying so it was really cool Um, I was in this really small room with boarded up windows and I got to watch cartoons and eat as much cereal as I wanted which is like I'm pretty sure 
the the storyline of of uh, a famous kid get kid gets kidnapped movie from the eighties. Like that's what happens to the kid who got kidnapped, which is a weird thing for them to be like, hey, remember this movie? Uh, we're gonna do that. Um, but but her, but she. <laughs> The therapist lying about having talked to, to Dexter Loomis. He says, um, you have terrible fashion sense and the way you eat is atrocious. And he's just the most obnoxious person ever. And Austin Theory breaks out crying and has to be escorted from the room by Johnny Gargano, who comes back in to tell the therapist, that was a great job. You kicked me out. It was a, a great piece of improv. You earned every bit of this, which is just awesome. Oh, yeah. He, kicks, he takes $100 back and says, arcade money. It's okay, Austin. We're going to Chuck E. Cheese. This was so great. This is the kind of thing that I watch and I go, see, that's not Wednesday Night Raw. They never do something yes. this clever or well-produced on Raw. This is the something that, like, this is what sets it apart. Please, more of this. We haven't seen them pull something there. like that off since, like, Team Hell No. Yeah. Like, that's, that was like, and they got over huge as well. This was really, really great. They continue to knock it out of the park. Um, Ever Riser in the ring, they get beat up by Legato del Fantasma and uh, says that uh, people will pay if they mistake what happened last week for weakness. Where's the thing? It's not just that. It's like the last six months I mistake for weakness. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's just poorly being used. Like, that's the thing is like they were ne- they 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 put the title on on uh, on Fantasma on uh, Escobar. And um, and he got him, it got him a little f- faction, and they didn't do anything with them. And the first real thing of note they did with them was have him pick a fight with Carrie and Cross, which he lost. Um, and I actually thought, oh no, what are they? This is this is it. This is kind of it for Santos Escobar. Nope. The next week he comes out. He and his he and his buddies beat up two tag teams. They beat up Brizongo first in their astronaut costumes. And uh, and then he cuts the promo saying, "Don't mistake last week for weakness. If you if you ever cross, he says it in Spanish. Uh, otherwise, if you do and you cross paths with us, that's it for you. That's perfect. Like now, now I'm taking him seriously again. That's good. Nerd Guru, thanks Robert for getting the reference. I thank you for sending that super chat. Just about that, I appreciate I that. <laughs> I appreciate that an awful lot. Uh, Casey's out of action. We had mentioned that earlier on, but. We got a main event because we had an opening segment or or we had not an opening segment, a segment later on. Roderick Strong comes out. He wants Adam Cole out there, but Finn Balor does. He was like, well, I know how to get Adam Cole out here. Next week, I want him in a title match. I'm bored with Finn Balor's reign, but I was not bored with this freaking match. This Roderick match, Finn Balor defeated Roderick Strong and Adam Cole comes out at the end. That goddamn fireman's carry that Finn Balor turned into a double foot stomp was amazing. Oh, my God. That was so good. That was unreal. And I'm like, oh, yeah. That's why every so often I'm like, man, Finn Balor is so good. It's not when he gets the mic and then he turns it sideways and the no. camera goes sideways and he goes, next week or no. something like that. No. It's this. And, yeah. man, he's so good in the ring. This was, I thought, a takeover quality main event. Oh, so good. And Roderick Strong is one of those guys that we don't really appreciate for how great he is in the ring yeah. because he's the kind of like the, the the dumb guy sidekick of yeah. the, the UE for so long. Like he was he had a he had a decent uh a North American championship run. He's he's always turns a good matches, but he put he he went to work tonight against 
uh, Finn Balor. And Finn Balor has stepped up his game and mat- matched him strike for strike and hold for hold. This was a brilliant match with with a. I was I was I thought oh you're not really going to protect Roddy Strong with a, with an Adam Cole run in are you? And they didn't to their credit. Roderick Strong can take this loss to Finn Balor. It was a great match. He lost fair and square. And then you get Adam Adam Cole versus Finn Balor next week. On the same night as you get Io Shirai versus Tony Storm for the women's title next week. Two top title matches next week on, on Wednesday. They, they may be moving to Tuesday, but they're not going quietly. So I want to be sitting here next week, and I'll keep this short, talking about Adam Cole regaining the NXT yes. championship and defending that title at some point down the line against Kyle O'Reilly at takeover WrestleMania weekend. Adam Cole is tried and true. Finn Balor. He's a Finn Balor's great. Finn Balor spent a little too much time on the main roster because it didn't work for, and at least not for me. I think he's got a little too much Monday night raw and it interjected that a little bit too much onto the Wednesday night show. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I, I think that's a, a fair criticism to make. Uh, guys, lots of stuff happened this week. AEW, NWA, uh, NXT, uh, switching nights, all kinds of stuff. But I want to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Match Madness, airing every day in March on YouTube. Let's get let's get out. Uh, you know what? We'll do <laughs> we'll do one of these. I told you guys about this on Monday. I wanted to tell you guys more about this. They've announced Match Madness, and they already have several matches uh, that have aired. 32 wrestlers, 31 matches, 31 days. Go to dailyres.com. That's daily, W-R-E-S.com. That'll take you to their YouTube channel. And every day in March at 7 p.m. Eastern, you'll be able to see the likes of EC3, Simon Gotch, Hammerstone, Sean Davari, Beastman, Lee Moriarty, AJZ, Casey Lennox, so many more. You can subscribe to their YouTube channel now by going to dailyrest.com and you'll be given notifications every day of the newly new daily upload. Uh, you can find out more about about so many of these talents by going to dailyrest.com as well. All 31 matches air completely free on YouTube, and you can support what they're doing by joining the Daily Wrestling Patreon, which launched on the first day of this month. You got to check them out. Hero Lou against Nick Bugatti runs tomorrow. They had Hammerstone versus Kloss. On Monday, and like I said, a lot of names you guys are familiar with: EC3, Simon Gotch, Hammerstone, Davari, uh, Lee Moriarty, who you all have seen on Fightful, and then this uh, just fantastic mix of prospects as well. This concludes on Wednesday, March 31st, with the finals being fought under a 60-minute time limit. Please check them out. And Anakin JMT, he uh, actually checked them out. He says, "Match Madness has been fun. ASJ and Am- and Hammerstone are future stars." I mean, Hammerstone's a star right now. He is running things in MLW. Um, he is getting the monster push over there. Check out Match Madness, guys. You all are going to love it. And, uh, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, I don't push something without finding out if it's good or not. And I hit up multiple people that were a part of this. And I said, hey, listen, these people hit me up. If it sucks, I don't want to be any part of it. And they said, nope, it's really good. And I said, well, you know what? I'm all for it. And look, Luis Polito said, Klaus versus Hammerstone humped. 
It sure did. I'll just say, Hammerstone is ready for Raw right now. Lee Moriarty is the best in-ring competitor in the industry, bar none. I think EC3 is doing some great stuff. One of my favorite exchanges I ever saw live was Simon Gotch and Chad Gable chain wrestling, and you could tell they were just doing it all in the ring. They were just calling it all. So uh, very excited about that, guys. Check it out. Match Madness. DailyRests.com. Look them up on YouTube at Daily wrestling robert tell the people where they can find you find me every day on fightful.com and that's only going to get even more true as they add to the schedule and you can find me on twitter at dude felice i I got us some more help because berto's coming in on on i'm like i'm negative one waving everybody in come on they added another night (laughs) fuck (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's how i feel i'm looking at that wrestlemania week schedule and i'm like i'm at my wife's a school teacher i'm like when's your spring break please let it be that week it's not oh <laughs> alex tell the people where they can find you you can find me uh on on twitter at alex sour and i was just thinking sean remember it was just the two of us yes, <laughs> it was yes. Just, imagine so- imagine this this and it's just you and me man just you and me eye to eye let's do this man so that's the thing like (laughs) it was a big deal to hire robert as a weekend guy last year because it before that it it was me and you then it was like me and somebody else then it became me jeremy andrew and then when we got burned out to the point andrew was like i can't do this anymore (laughs) i was like okay i'm bringing in a weekend guy too and now We've got the weekend guy. We've got the two full-time weekday guys. We've got me to pepper in stuff whenever something's missed. But even then, it's like, there's too much. But even five years ago, four and a half years ago, a fraction of this stuff was on TV. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, Lucha Underground was the third biggest show then. <laughs> well, I'm doing a rewatch of that right now because it's, it's for free on on this some app called 2B TV. I'm going oh, to rewatch yeah. that and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to talk about every 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 Saturday on Sour Graps. I'm going to talk about Crackdown, yeah. but that's a, that's a much shorter show. So I'm also going to talk yeah. about what I'm watching on on Lucha Underground to get people like this is what I love. Also so- this Saturday is the 150th episode of Sour Graps, so it's going to be the sesquicentennial Sour Liberation. So yeah, we, we'll do some fun stuff on that. I think season one of Lucha Underground is some of the most fun oh shit, man. God, it's I, so good. Admittedly, probably about the end of season two. After that, I was like, yeah. oh, okay, no. but like the build of Son of Havoc and Helico and Eva Lise, yeah, all that stuff. Ooh, boy, but, uh, Ricochet under a mask as Prince Puma is the first champion of Lucha Underground. He wins it in a twenty-man gauntlet match. Um, <laughs> And then the next episode, his first title defense is against Ray Phoenix. Like this had some of the best wrestlers in the world on it, and nobody got a chance to watch it because it was on a network nobody had. Yeah, it's but it's out there. It's uh, that app Tubi is on everything. You can watch it. It's so good. He, hear me out. The Hall of Fame level talent, Dario Cueto. Oh, give him to me. That'd be so amazing. Give I want him Dario Cueto on AEW. I so need bad. him out there doling out <laughs> unique opportunities. And every time he every time he books a ladder match, he has to scream it. Yes. Ladder match! Guys, thank you all so much. Reminder, me, Sam Laterna, making predictions on Thursday. 
But tune into the listing, you boy. It's our new show every single week. So all these big news stories that you hear about, we are covering on List and Your Boy. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.